Hello and welcome back to the Talking Bollocks podcast. It's me, Howard Smith. Yeah! Don't forget the H. I'm here. Hello. How are you? Nice for you to be back. Nice for me to be back. Nice to have you back. And if you're not back and it's your first time, nice to have you as well. Where have you been? This is the 10th year of Talking Bollocks. And that's exactly what I've been doing for the last decade, ladies and gentlemen. So, it's good to be back. Welcome one. Welcome all. If you want more of this shit... Patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. I say it every week, every month. Um, some of you sign up, some of you don't. But those who do seem to really enjoy it and stay for a long time. So I'm just saying, maybe if you've got $6 kicking around, that's it. There's a link in the description to this podcast, unless you're listening to it, on those fucking bastards Spotify. They don't allow links, so you can't leave the app or the website. That's a bit annoying, isn't it? Really, that is annoying. So Spotify, another reason to be annoyed at you. Anywho, Spotify will be getting a mention later when Ol and I are having a chat. But anyway, let's not jump ahead too much. What do we always do at this point? Well, it's a review of the news, isn't it? I refuse to review the news. Well, that's what I said last time. This time I'm just going to go about and review it. But starts with some seriously, seriously grim and, frankly, devastating news. And it comes from Scott Ian of Anthrax. Um, and the news is, uh, uh, Scott has informed us that climate change is upon us. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> right. Yes, I am being heavily sarcastic, okay? When you see the headline, Anthrax's Scott Ian helped spreading the mission, the message of zero emission future, that climate change is upon us. Yeah, if you if you weren't aware of climate change until you heard Scott Ian speak on it, then I would say you're pretty much the kind of person he is speaking to. Okay, because that's how desperate the message is now. We're all the way down to people in thrash metal bands. So clearly, you know, mainstream society doesn't like to ad admit that we actually fucking exist most, most of the time. Now, now we're being co-opted into spreading the message that climate change is, up is upon us. Yes. And it has been for many, many years. I just found the headline interesting. Um, I mean, look, I'm an Anthrax fan and I know about climate change. I'm sure most of you, in fact, I'd go so far as to every person listening to this is aware of climate change. Um, but, you know, some people aren't and they need to hear it from Scott. And that's that's it, really. Um, it's not really because um, there's another story about Scott as well. And um, basically... Scott has weighed in, along with everybody else, on this backing tracks bullshit. Okay. Um, so his, his comment is, obviously I'm aware that there's something going on these days now that um, the technology has made it possible to do these kind of things. My opinion is I really don't care. I don't care what artists do or what bands do to make their show happen. My opinion is it's hard out there for bands and artists these days. It's never been tougher. Whatever it takes to get a show on, I think it's all part of the show. This is just new technology that people are ex uh, that aren't accepting yet. That's just my opinion. Um, initially, I was like, mm -hmm. "Come on, that's not the Scott Iron." And 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 as as he's as what he's saying goes on, you think, 
that whole bit of this is new technology that people aren't accepting yet, that's just my opinion. Things change, times change, yeah? And I think he's kind of right. I mean, I, you know, I know for sure, I absolutely, probably the best live band, consistently the best live band I've ever seen, along with Slayer, a Ramstein, okay? And there is all sorts coming out of Pro Tools at an Ramstein show, without a doubt. Uh, and I'm, I'll always defend Ramstein to the hilt. So I can't really then make an exception for one band and change the rule for everybody else. So I find myself in agreement. What I am not in agreement with, let me be clear, what I'm not in agreement with is entire instruments for an entire show being mimed. That's not on, okay? That is not on. Only the drums being live, that's not on. The drums not being live at all, and the bloke behind the kitchen, that's not, but I, I don't know. Now, I, it's very hard to get one position on something like this and stick with it, because Ramstein, I'm like, yes, get on with it. And then Insomnium, who I have never forgiven for their performance when they supported uh, Overkill. I mean, yeah. I actually tweeted to, uh, to um, Insomnium on that night. I actually tweeted, congratulations to your Pro Tools, because it was just so fucking obvious. Um, I know I'm a dickhead, aren't I? But I just couldn't resist. Anywho, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any kind of actual fucking um, conclusion I'm coming to here. So let's move on. Um, before I do, I'm gonna cough. And for once, I paused it so you didn't have to have to listen to that. Isn't that nice of me? Hmm? Am I getting? Am I getting getting a bit um, easy to please or eager to please in my old age? Maybe not. Check this out. Original Slipknot on Mushroomhead Singers, guest on new single from Chaosis. Now, I presume that's how it's pronounced. K-A-O-S-I-S. So, Chaosis, Chaosis, um, it's not Oasis, I know that much. But um, I just thought it was a really interesting headline. I mean, Chaosis, I'm, I, I, let's find out about them, shall we? Because the whole article is about the, the guests. But... Um, yeah, this is a prime example of just doing it on the hoof. Here we go. Um, ah, right, okay. This is, yeah, right, okay. This is kind of fucking bizarre. So, let's just go for the whole story. Anders Kolonefsi and Jeffrey Nothing, the original singers from, Lim uh, from Slipknot and Mushroomhead, respectively, are featured guests on the Breaking the Fall, the new single from New, e new Zealand act, Chaosis. Look, the point, of the, the point of the headline for me is kind of like, wow, you've got, you've got two people who not, no one's ever heard of, but kind of don't really do anything anymore as your, as your lead guests. It just struck me as original slip, hot and slipknot, a mushroom head singer's guest on new single. Uh, and I kind of realise as I'm doing this, as I'm doing this, you know, my, the, oh, the joke's on you. That was that was my my point. Oh, no one's heard of them. Fucking hell, who's weird? What's the point of having them as special guests? And then dickhead here, what am I doing? Reading the story out, saying how it's actually quite surprising and different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why they've done it. And boom, here I am talking about it. So, there you go. 
Breaking the Fall In is a progressive new metal track that features Andreas delivering gut-wrenching gutturals and empowering spoken word bridge section, while Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Nothing delivers a soaring call-and-response chorus with his trademark melodic, melodic aggression. The two fierce voices complement and contrast together, creating a deeply visceral and unnerving experience. The seed of this particular musical collaboration was conceived in 2014 for the Mushroom Head release The Righteous and the Butterfly. However, due to scheduling issues, it never happened. Andreas said, Jeff and, I, uh, Jeff and I looked at doing this years ago, but it was it was Zen and the Chaos mob that made it all possible. Jeff is a great vocalist and it was, some, it was awesome to finally work with him. Well, do you know what? I'm totally fucking impressed. I really am. I am going to I am I am going to check that tune out. Do you know what? It's right there. I'm going to check it out now. Hang on a second. Well, I gave it a chance, but um, uh, yeah, watching that video was like it was the year 2000. Um, I mean, I know Australia is halfway around the world, but surely they haven't only just got new metal, right? And I kid you fucking not. This is not a joke. Keyboard looks like a badger. Yeah, keyboard player. Sorry, not the keyboard. The keyboard player looks like a badger. A fucking badger. I'm going to screenshot it and uh, I'll uh, I'll put a link up, whatever. I'll tweet it. I'll Instagram it. Definitely. Picture of it. He's a badger. Okay. Now, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Australia is a, a, is a country I know very little about. So maybe there's a reason for that. I don't fucking know. To be continued, this would appear to be a can of worms or maybe just a can of badgers or maybe a set of badgers. Hey, see what I did there, but we'll see. Next story up. Quad bike once owned by Ozzy Osbourne to be sold at auction. Not fucking news. That is advertising for the fucking auction house. And the entire story is lifted out of the Irish Times. Fucking waste. And finally, finally in the news section... I bring you to a story that I think I broke about a year ago. Yeah, that's right. Overkill, Exodus, Armoured Saint, Next Machine Head members join forces in new band. Yeah, remember the Phil Demel interview over a year ago telling me that he was doing a band with Mike Orlando, um, John Bush and Jason Bittner and Jack Gibson. Well, yeah, it's coming out. It's happening. So... I don't know how much closer we are to actually getting stuff. It doesn't look like we're, you know, it doesn't look like things moved on that much, to be honest. There's not a, you know, there's not an album being recorded or, you know, they're not going to the studio any minute. But it should be pretty cool. It's, you know, it's not thrash or anything like that. But um, anything those guys are involved with should be fairly cool, right? Fairly should be very cool. Anywho, that's the news. It's now time for the interviews. I had to do that because it rhymes, but obviously it's a solo interview. It is myself and the one and only Ol' Drake from Evile. A quick reminder, if you want to watch the video of the interview, then you can nip over to the Old Bollocks. Old Bollocks? No, that's that's a different podcast I do. Talking Bollocks. Uh, nip over to the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel and um, you'll be able to find the interview there or listen here. Had a right good laugh doing this and to be honest it was um it was only um old kids needing to be put to bed that stopped us going for about another hour so um it was great fun uh we cover pretty much everything to be honest so um yeah 
this is the interview that you're not going to hear anywhere else that's for sure are you on the kind of like the interview treadmill yes yeah i've i've got um i'm trying to just do one a night so it doesn't you know because right. i can only really do it 9 p.m onwards so i don't yep. want to be doing it till like midnight <laughs> No, 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 because I, 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 yeah, I had, I had this vision of you like you know coming off like you know three or four interviews, and no. be like, oh, this is my last of the night. <laughs> no, I, I did that on the last album. It's just it's too much. Like it was like yeah. half seven till ten. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like back in the day, mate. You can't just do a few magazines and it's all done. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, mate, it's uh, yeah, e them wet days. <laughs> <laughs> them wet days, lad. Hi, <laughs> lad. Um, so, are, are you? Um, how do you feel about the album? You chuffed with it? Yeah, really happy. Um, it's it's something we wanted to do. Well, after doing the last album, that was just completely full on thrash, extreme. Ah, we wanted to flip it on its head and do the exact opposite. So, yeah, we just found our pocket in each song, and just we're really happy with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as as a fellow. Um, uh, member of bands i know exactly where you're coming from you know it's like being there done that right how 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 are we gonna stay interested you know yeah. what, what what engages us exactly that's the point like it's um we're not even thinking about will people like this are they going to react differently to this it's like do we like it or not and that's the yeah. criteria you can only write the album you've got in you can't you yeah if for one second we thought, oh, should we put this in because people are like that, that's it's gone. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. There. yeah. Or, or like, oh, you know, that, that that's like, like put a little evil bit in there, you know. Yeah, all of a like sudden, an evil oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you're ripping yourself off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you've, um, like vocally, obviously, I'm interested in this. Vocally, you're um, uh, it's it's a lot more challenging for you. Yeah, I've I've well, I've always been able to sing. You know, like sing melodically. I can. I've got a really good sense of pitch, um, but I'd never had the ability to do it healthily, which I'm sure you understand. <laughs> you know, Big you, time, mate. You can like blow your voice, and then you're screwed for like yeah. the rest of the gigs. So. For me, it was just, I got in touch with Melissa Cross and just asked for help and she really helped me out. Cool. And, um, yeah. Just, yeah, it's, I'm still not there. I'm still still learning, still blowing my voice, still having bad nights where I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Um, it's just about balance and yeah. finding that balance. In-ears really help. In-ear monitors have really <laughs> helped me. Right. I, I, funnily enough, I, I, I'm laughing because two nights ago I had a chat with um, Kelly Schaefer from Atheist and we were, we were both banging on about how we can't, we can't, we can't be doing with in-ears. I get it. I really yeah. do. But, but, but I get it for you as a guitarist as well. I absolutely get it. Yes. Yeah. I think that the ones I've got are by a company called ACS. I'm not promoting, by the way. They have like a... <laughs> Why? They're they shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> They have a vent in them, so you still get the room sound and people talking to you, and you you get the you know right, the decibel yeah. lowering. It's they're really good, but yeah, for guitar and vocals, it's it's a need. It's definitely right. it's it's like so it's like an ambient setting, like you get on some yeah. earbuds, so you can still like you know you can go running, and you know if you're going to get run over or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear, hear a car behind you about to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I well, I I 
I went on that journey about four or five years ago um, of um, I'd we'd actually done the album, hmm. but like album singing is like, you know, it's hard to describe to people the difference. It's like, well, you'd put the effort into one line in yes. a, when you're in the studio that you'd put into a whole verse live. You yeah, know. it's 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 odd because it's like I don't think people realize how much work you put into six words and then <laughs> the next five words and yeah. getting it just right and essentially I, I think what I did was because live I'm concerned about blowing everything, but recording I don't mind if I blow it because it sounds a bit better if you like push it a bit, but then it it's obviously gonna take longer then for your voice to recover. So I I tried to like push it just a bit on the album, but not to the point of blowing. So mm, I think that's yeah. where the, the, the distortion comes from. Well, yeah, and you, and you have to have it in there, but it's like, mm. and, and you can, you can have that distortion live, but you use it like really sparingly Yeah, because really. yeah, exactly. Cause you, you, you don't really need it. It's well, basically technically it's head voice as much as possible yeah. and chest voice if you really need to accentuate it, which to be honest, in the kind of music we play, um, you don't really need unless your voice is exposed completely mm. or over just a guitar or, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Some of the stuff on the newer stuff, because we're tuned to like C sharp on some songs where, so the root is quite lower and I'm sticking around it. So a lot of it is chest, but live, it's just, I've got to do it clean because it's just, you can't maintain that level of, great you're, you're either doing death metal or you're doing power metal you can't do in between <laughs> for longer than you know like five minutes yeah yeah i can't yeah. anyway i'm sure some people can like max cavalera i don't know how he does that every night no i i why well, I, I remember i remember when i was touring with nuclear assault way back in the day and i said to john one night i was like so I, you know i was having problems with my voice and i was like so you know what do you do and he was like nothing I have a gla I've just like I have a glass of whiskey before I go on stage. I was like, "What? Oh, oh good for you, eh?" And yeah, then and right. I saw an interview with Ronnie Dio, like deep into his career, and um and and he was like, uh, and he was like, "Do you do vocal warm ups?" And he said, "Yeah." And they said, "What what what kind?" He said, um, "I smoke a joint." <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, and some people can do anything. And and some people just have to constantly be on the lookout. I know I know for me, right? I've got it I've got to eat at least four hours before um uh before we go on stage. Yeah. And uh and I've and I've got to be, you know, clear pee, fully hydrated before we go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I drink as much water as I can. I get really bad acid really bad acid reflux. So mm. I have to avoid everything like oh, you know, carbonated drinks, um you know anything that's going to fuck my throat basically so i have really yeah. boring diet <laughs> yeah dairy if you avoid all that yeah. but yeah. i do admit like i fall foul of just saying you know what fuck it i'm just gonna have them anyway and then like a week before we start in some gigs i'll be like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean but um yeah i, I it's 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 quite a thing i you know i what i found really beneficial initially with um going to a singing teacher was um half the battle was the was the very first session which was basically her telling me 
all of the bad habits I've picked up and all the things I'm not doing and and, yeah. and the bad things that I am doing. Yeah. Yeah. So my my problem is I've always when when you sing, you should be singing from your diaphragm and yeah. projecting. You have yeah. to project it. And for my whole life, I've never done that. I've always spoken and sung from my throat, like purely from the vocal folds. Yeah. And I'm doing it now. I'm I'm talking with them because I'm, you know, I'm almost 40 and I've I've always done it. But singing is completely different and I fall back into that habit and I can feel myself hurting my throat at times. Like I can't yeah. get out of that habit so easily. But I'm yeah. getting better. Yeah, it, it's it, it's really tough. That's I mean, I that's why I, how I started out, and then yeah, learned the diaphragm stuff and all the rest of it. But um, the bad habits I'd picked up along the way were just it was actually hilarious. The first, the first, literally, I I sang one of our songs, and she stopped me in the first verse, and she just went, "I've been sat here wondering when you were going to take a breath." <laughs> <laughs> And and I'd got I'd got into the habit of like you know you get a big lung full of air and I'll, I'll just sing till that runs out. Wow! And then I'll take another one. Jesus! <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I guess you were trying to be economic about your breaths, <laughs> get as much out of it as possible. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but it just seemed so mad. But check this out, right? I was talking to a producer the other day. He told me about a guy that we both know who's a singer, who, he, he, that not in the band anymore, but like, you know, a guy in a big band that we all know, influential and all the rest of it. And um, he used to sing and he, he would only sing breathing in. So he would, he would, he would breathe, he would sing breathing in. So he'd breathe out to start and then. Yeah. Sing. Yeah, 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 and it just like yeah, and um, and he said to record, and he said he has to record an album with him, and it was like, and he said basically, the album took longer than the late the label said why why did it take so long? He said because I had to teach this because I had to completely reteach the singer how to sing, how to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> what I've heard, I've only ever heard of breathing in singing for that whistle tone, you know, the Mariah Carey kind of thing oh yes yeah if you if you breathe in and sing you can get that like two octave up kind of thing but do you do you, do you mean the um, do you mean the obligatory um uh iconic song that we all know that is covered by a breathy female voice for an advert for something and it's just Possibly. fucking it's just like everywhere at the moment yes it's like yeah, every I, song I so. you can think of there's yeah. like some teenage breathy girl singing a like a cover version of it yes yeah but like, yeah fuck's sake what are they gonna do next um yeah. but yeah it is uh, well funnily enough uh i i did a, a zoom with suzanne vega and i asked her about like what warm-ups she does and she's like have a large glass of red wine and maybe suck a lozenge wow <laughs> i know i know what? i know but then but she was really but then she was like totally magnanimous she was like she said, "But if, if I if I had to do anything like what you, what you do, she said, yeah, I'd be doing warm ups and warm downs and and all the rest of it. I'd have to, but with what I do, I don't." I was like, "Yeah, you've really just got the groove, got the groove, wow, there, man. That's amazing. I know." So there you go, mate. It should have been acoustic guitar, and you could have just been humming. Yeah, you know, might have made some money. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Chance, well, chance to be a fan. Fun, well, funnily enough, she she was all over. She was like streaming. Absolutely loves it because um, she got she bought all her masters off a la- off a label, and she wow. owns her own label. So streaming, she gets a hundred percent. Hello, hundred <laughs> percent of not point not not three pence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's. I, I I don't get this. Everybody buying up catalogs. Do you? I, I don't uh, know much about it. I'd... Well, well, yeah, you know, every time, every so often, you hear this, like, you know, oh, Virgin Music has bought Bruce Springsteen's catalog for like oh, a yeah. hundred million, and you just think, where the fuck are they getting that back? Yeah, you know, what, I mean, in this yeah. day and age, yeah. But also the way it's heading, the way music's heading, it's like, yeah. So, I, I, I guess it's it's more it's more in the field of like last night we watched um, the the latest Thor film, the Marvel film, and there was like six Guns and Roses songs in there. Oh, I right, shudder yeah. to think how much money they were paid for those. You know, it'll yeah, be like yeah, fair four point. million. Yeah, you know, yeah, and maybe the, like that. Yeah, yes. yeah, and maybe they're thinking gaming as well. You yeah, know, because exactly. because like you know. I, you know, I'm an old man and, you know, kids discover music now ways that didn't even exist when I was yeah. discovering music and yeah. none of it's right and none of it's wrong. It's like, it's like kids discovering football through gaming and supporting players, not teams. That, that does my head in, but who'd say, I mean, who am I to say they're wrong? I mean, yeah, I, I had my favorite players when I was younger. But they played but, for your team, right? Yeah, I supported the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's like it's it's well, you know, it, it does it matter as long as as long as you know we're we're all appreciating the same thing, we're all getting to the same place. Doesn't matter. No, I think it's all good. I mean, even kids are saying music and songs are going to be like sixty seconds long in a few years because that's the the TikTok <laughs> attention span. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. attention span. Yeah. Eight seconds. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'd be doing an album in sixty seconds, mate. Yeah, yeah that's fucking like grindcore album. Ten tracks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, is um, have you have you played the album, or has uh, Matt heard the album yet? Um, I know he's heard it. He just said cool. Um, yeah, I think because he's so out of music now that yeah. I, th- I think he was just like probably just checking up like to see that I haven't murdered the the band or something. But <laughs> disgraced the legacy. Yeah. But I've always written Eval stuff, so it, it's it's in safe hands. I'm not gonna suddenly go scream or whatever the fuck that means. Um Yeah, you know, know you there's some yeah. bands that have completely changed the style and literally changed the genre and it's just wow. But yeah, we're never we're, we're always going to do this. Hey, hey, dude! Some would say you've completely changed style on this album. I mean, you know, yeah, they would. There, there are there. Let's let let's be honest. Uh, you know, there are people out there who are going to be like, "Where's my thrash?" Well, if they listen to Eval's back catalogue more than just Thrasher, that one song, they'd hear we've done ballads, we've done mid pace, we've done heavy, we've detuned, we've we've done a lot of that. We just haven't overly explored it. So that I haven't changed anything in my writing process other than in Pro Tools. I've grabbed the tempo bar and gone like that with it. <laughs> That's the only difference. The slower the tempo, the bigger the riffs. You can't really go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, as soon as Monolith started, I went, well, I know why this song's called Monolith. 
<laughs> I reckon I reckon someone played that riff in a rehearsal room and someone went, fucking hell, that's like, whoa, uh, that's, that's monolithic. Or somebody writing that riff went, that's monolithic, that is. The modern version of that. So Adam sent me the riff on WhatsApp <laughs> and I was like, great riff. And then came up with the, the title for monolith. So yeah, the modern version. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, it's that's that's huge, man. And and congrats on um on the unknown, the the track, because I tell you what, uh, I played it once. I was walking around the house for the rest of the day. I just like I couldn't get it out of my fucking head. Oh, excellent! Yeah, my my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that one song for me, it's because it's so polarizing. I've seen so many people saying this is the best song Evel's ever done. But then underneath that, it'll be, this song is terrible. I can't believe Evel have done this. And to me, that's good. Yeah. Because it's so polarizing that it it's done the right thing. Like, if you like it, great. If you don't, whatever. I, I've said this many times on the podcast, but the last thing you want someone typing is going, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, there's that as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's been yeah. That. <laughs> But well, I, but that's like, do you know what I mean? It's like you want you want the this is the greatest thing they've ever done, or this is a fucking an abomination. What are they doing? Yeah. It's like I'd yeah. much rather have those than yeah, right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like blood, sweat, and tears for two years creating it, and then just like, uh, yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't didn't even move the needle. Not even, <laughs> it's doing a blip. Just being, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it'll do, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but the, the other thing, when people comment negative stuff in this day and age with social media, they've just increased the engagement on the post, so therefore made yeah. it more popular. So, you know, thank you for commenting and making it, it more people see it. Well, and also you get you, you get discussions happening in the comments as well, because yeah. like you know, you, people will respond and go like, yeah, what are you fucking, you know, what what yeah. song are you listening to? Do you know, and, and you and you start seeing, views. and that all drives engagement. It feeds the algorithm, the greedy algorithm. It does, it does. Yeah, feed the algorithm, and you know, maybe one of us will be able to buy a bag of crisps one day. <laughs> a multi pack. <laughs> yeah, um, I see your um, and I, I, I was looking at your tour dates, and um, there's there's a definite detour in the tour dates as well, because you've you know you've you've gone. Well, I, it's like as an outsider looking in, um, these look like smaller venues than you'd normally play. And for, and I think you, like me, you want to fucking ram places out. And yeah. if it means people, if it means some people can't get in, then sorry, but you then go to the next venue and you get a respectable crowd, but. Yeah. It, it, you don't get the vibe. I think it's twofold. There is that reason. It's great playing the smaller ones, packing them out and everything. It's sweaty and, and amazing. But also, like, I think the the five to eight years that Eval didn't do any music when I wasn't in the band, it, it kind of knocked knocked Eval a bit in the sense that a lot of people thought Eval was just gone yeah. or just not didn't exist anymore. So I think the perception of um, Evile went down a bit, but we're doing these shows and these tours, smaller places, packing them out to let everyone know, look, we're still here. We've got yeah. this new album out. Come down and see us. And hopefully that'll have a snowball effect to let people know that, you know, we're, we're still here. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, try try going away for twenty four years, mate. <laughs> see see what that does to your fan base. They all turn they all turn into old fat cunts. That's what happens. <laughs> Hello, acid rain fans. I love you. Um, but it's, well, you know, the band are a bunch of old fat cunts as well, so it's all right. Um, uh, I, I, but some people would be surprised to hear you say that that like that a band of eviles standing um you know still has still has that philosophy um you know that's that's i mean well, i'm eval have always been the band that we've never been able to push through that threshold of um not do it for a living but be able to do it comfortably and earn enough money doing it you know so it's yeah it's, it's eternally been a hobby like we, we've, yeah. we've toured our asses off over the years and oh yeah not that it didn't mean anything. It's just we did so much, and then it's like, oh, why aren't why aren't we still doing it that much? You know, it's just it's just circumstances completely changed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, it's it's basically there's very few bands that reach that that point where you can dictate your career. Yeah, you know, it, it ultimately the music the music business. Um, decide your career for you it's very yeah. few who are able to actually tame the beast true i think that that's a big reason why one of the reasons why i left back in 2013 because it was just i've put my all into it like literally yeah. waking up to sleeping fully dedicated to evile writing and everything and it just got to the point where it's like i can't put this much in anymore i either have to do do it to that extent or nothing at all yeah Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but that's, it, it's, it's not even, it's not a choice or a decision, is it? it it's, it's something you have to do because yeah. I, I, you know, I, I get the feeling we're very similar because I'm the same. It's, it, 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 it's, it's either, it's either 100% or I don't want to put my name to it. Yeah. Literally that. That's, that's why I spend so much time on the songs like, we started writing this album, or at least I did in my head, when we were in the studio for the last album. So I wrote the first riff and thought, that'd be cool. And then the writing process is literally me uploading the MP3 of the song so far to my phone and putting it on in the car as I drive to work and back and listening like 500, 600 times until something like clicks and I realize what should come next or what should get deleted. And it's that process for two years and there's like maybe 18 versions of each song before they're done, done, you know? Yeah. And if I, if I didn't have the time and opportunity to do that, I wouldn't want to do it because I wouldn't be yeah. able to accept that the song's finished because, because I haven't explored it enough. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's a, a big task for me. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but also how do you switch that off? Because, uh, you know, presumably you then, you know, you're playing a song that you've, you've got 18 versions of you're perfectly happy with it's great it's great and then one day you're playing it and you hear where something else could have gone or where something yes, you, you that's know? the other problem i think to switch it off i would need to go through with the diagnosis for adhd and get medication and then not be able to do it anymore <laughs> that's dude, probably how to do it well dude I, I i got my diagnosis in um in 2019 i got medicated in 2020 it hasn't affected created it hasn't affected creativity okay. it's just it's just it just just rounded the sharp edges uh, I understand. Um, and and you know I, I i live alone 
And um, it got to a point where I was annoying myself. I'd annoyed everybody in my life away from me. And then I started it on me. <laughs> and, um, I thought, yeah, there's something wrong here. Something's not right. And mm. um, and, and I, I got to the bottom of it. But um, yeah, medication um, uh, has helped, definitely. Well, I didn't even realize until not that long ago, I was um, someone I know close to me got diagnosed with ADHD. And then I started, they started saying, oh, you do this as well. I said, oh, really? And then I spoke to some friends of yeah. mine and said, like, do you think I've got ADHD? And they said, yeah. Well. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> so, but yeah. do, you, do, you, do you know what, though? Rule number one, if somebody walks into your office with, a, you know, for a diagnosis, if they say that they are any kind of artist or performer whatsoever, yes, they've got yeah, ADHD. Probably. Product, like, yeah, yes probably. they're they're on the spectrum somewhere because yeah. ultimately getting up on stage in front of everyone and being this and having all those eyes on you is the exact fucking opposite of what most people want out of life yeah and it's and it's the you know and that's that's i'm convinced that's what's helped me do mm, everything that i've have it's what it's what's got us where it's that insane focus that 100 percent or nothing and following through with it yeah i I the hyper focus was what I realized with me because I could come up to the um to record at like eight o'clock and I I wouldn't have an idea and then I'd get one idea that would spark something and I wouldn't be able to stop until like two, three in the morning because I am so focused and I can't stop until I've I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. And as soon as it's done and finished and recorded and I'm happy, look at the clock, it's like three in the morning, I'm like, oh. Bedtime, I guess. <laughs> so that's when it made me, it clicked with me, like maybe, you know, there is something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the flip side of that for me is, is the hyper focus. It's also the hyper non-interest of anything that doesn't engage me 100%. Yeah. And that's not, not in a rude way. It's no. Just, has, uh, not, yeah. 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 It's literally, it's that, uh, or, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not listening. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm trying. I've gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, uh, my, my ex, who I used to live with, we, you know, we had to like pretty early on. We had this rule like no small talk, because we, you know, coming home started out with that "how's your day" shit, and and it's like I, I'm like I can't do this. <laughs> it's like it was fucking it was fucking boring. But you know what? Even worse is talking about it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I had a conversation with somebody who, who, um, who, who mentioned adult ADHD and I was like, what's that? Which still really annoys me because there is no such thing because it's somebody, yeah, ADHD. it's ADHD. Yeah. yeah. It's just undiagnosed ADHD is what it should be yeah. called. Well, it yeah. was diagnosed. I was, I grew up in seventies in, in the seventies in Yorkshire. I was diagnosed with having ants in my pants. <laughs> uh, if that's not if that's not the seventies Yorkshire version of ADHD, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, pretty much. And let's face it, I got all the medication I was going to get back then. Fucking nothing. Yeah. So, um, um, but uh, uh, yeah, they 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 mentioned it, and I started looking into it, and like literally within about two hours after the conversation, I was like, yeah, that's me in it. Um, yeah. that's and, and it's it's the if you've got any old school reports or anything like that because when you get if you go for a diagnosis they'll want to know 
They'll want to, they'll want all your school reports. They'll want to speak to your mum and dad. They'll want to know your, your birth weight, your age, what age, what age you first walked, what you your first taught, what your first word was, any illnesses yeah. during. It, it's so in depth. But the school reports as well. And if yours are anything like mine, like mine, they're like great kid, clearly intelligent, doesn't fucking seem to give a shit what this yeah. what he's here for. My mine was either really nice class clown but is aware with the fairies or staring out the window so yeah 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 pretty much uh, I, I i was disruptive yeah disrupt disruptive as well you know class clown um and just and just bored as well and and really like really judgmental about teachers you know what i mean parents had come home after parents evening going well hang on you were you 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 were really good at fr- french last year and now you're rubbish and i was like yeah rubbish teacher Next question. Next question. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, Pfft. idiot. Yeah, was, yeah. It's, it's a shame. And I, I, you know, I remember sitting there and saying it's a shame because I really like French. You know, but I can't do it with this clown. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and, and, and that sounds terrible. You know, that sounds so fucking, you know, arrogant coming from a kid at school. <laughs> a bit you would but, think yeah. well it is but it but that is that's another that's another thing that comes with adhd is 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 that is that is is that 100 percent or nothing is that in you have your own laws and they're very strict and mm. they are solid and they've done you no harm throughout your life and that is how and that that's how you roll and invariably that's been you've been like that since you were a, a little kid you've been like that since before everybody else yeah you know, it's um, oh, it's a trip, man. Honestly, it's an absolute trip. It is. Mm. I've only recently learned, so I'm learning now. You know. Yeah, it's it's worth looking into, mate. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, cool. Anyway, look back to the album. Go <laughs> 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 off a right fucking tangent here. <laughs> um, but um, uh, so you've um, I mean, like you said, Matt is like so far away from music right now um uh, and presumably it's just you know not on his radar anymore um it is on his radar i mean i think he's doing some music himself um a project or two but i think it's just for himself i don't think there's any plan to tour or gig it just be it might release so it might not yeah um but i think he's he's more in the like the the opeth realm of um experimental kind of rocky metal proggy kind of stuff um so yeah it'll be interesting yeah 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 because he and didn't it... he wrote some of our stuff like on on each album he wrote like one song or like parts of one song to make it a full song but um the majority he just did the vocals and the lyrics he was really good at that after doing vocals and lyrics myself i really appreciate how much work matt put into everything yeah yeah it, i and f- it, it's it's funny I've, I've you know heard that before like when you know when you when you've when you have got to step up there and because and i think it's important that you, that that you write the lyrics i think it's important that the singer writes the lyrics for me it's yeah. it that's it's everything i can't I, I can't imagine having somebody else's words in my mouth yeah i didn't understand that because um I have ideas for songs. I wrote the lyrics for our ballad in memoriam for our old bassist Mike and Matt didn't want to do songs that he hadn't 
written the words for um but there weren't any words for it so we did it but i i didn't understand that until i sang i mean i'm singing his songs the older stuff but that's yeah necessity um but yeah i i do understand yeah but saying that i don't have as much a problem with it because sleepless eyes on the album was written by joel the vocal uh, lyrics um and i just kind of went with it <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah so set of lyrics comes in one down isn't it one set you don't have to do got one song left it's got no lyrics has anyone got any <laughs> <laughs> um and, and lyrically um your approach on this album uh, must have kind of differed as well yeah um it was purely because um after the last album singing about demons and war and stuff um got all the music down well some music and then started writing vocal parts and as soon as i started trying stuff in the same vein as demons and war it was just embarrassing it was just like it didn't fit the music it did not fit at all it was just it yeah. was like a parody and it was just <laughs> yeah it didn't work so the only thing that worked was when i thought about real life like experience that i've been through it's the only thing i could write about because it's all i know about yeah. and as soon as i i can't remember which song it was might be the unknown actually because i already had the lyrics from years ago when i was not in the band and as soon as i tried it it just clicked instantly and i just that was it it was like right i've got to do this so it, uh, that, it decided for itself basically yeah yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome and i i, I said this i said this in an interview with kelly again the other night that um what i what i found is like you know as a younger person um i used to i used to write about uh what i think and, and tell everybody what i think whereas mm. as an older person you tend to write about what you feel yeah um and what you know and what you've experienced yes and and i and i think that is way more interesting it is like it's it's cool that um i've had messages from people um uh, one of the songs on the album at mirror's speech it's about basically my self-image and my self-esteem and growing up um just not liking looking in mirrors and didn't like pictures of me or videos still to this day there's a bit of it in me but um i had people message just saying i just wanted to say this song really means a lot to me i grew up struggling with how i look and blah blah and they say it really resonated with them and it's just really cool to hear it's great that you know it's it's they've enjoyed it or it's helped them in a, in a way so it's, it is cool that kind that kind of stuff that's and and that's that's a beautiful that is a beautiful thing because no one's message no one's messaging you messaging you saying yeah mate i'd say oh killing dragons eh fucking hell it's not easy is it <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, it, it's, oh, it, when i went to hell it was it was pretty yeah. brutal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was, and i was only there for a day <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah it, it's it, but that also it, you, it's so much more open to interpretation because what you're what you're writing about you know exactly what you're writing about but mm. that doesn't stop though those words uh conjuring up in somebody else a completely different experience and this song could have been written for them and yet exactly, yeah, their yeah. narrative is their own like the the song the unknown um i had a mom a mother message metalhead mom 
wow. just saying that this song is amazing. I know exactly what you went through. And it's about me and my daughter, but it was about her and her son. So it's still, it crosses that barrier of it even being about it what was I'm about a parent. About. Yeah, being a parent. Yeah. 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 Great. That, that's, even it says about awesome. being a father, she still, you know, relates to the song. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that is awesome. And that must be that must be incredibly um incredibly rewarding as well. And, it, and, and uh, you know, something that's it, I mean, is it new to you or is it just something that's I mean, uh, just a little bit more pronounced with this album? I mean, yeah, technically it's new to me because um I've always had people like compliment Evile um like guitarists and everything. They they'd always say, Oh, riffs are great, blah, blah, blah. Um but yeah, I think this album's the first time people have messaged me and said to me, this song resonated with me or, you know, it, it meant something. I'm sure maybe Matt got those before. I don't know, because he was the singer. Uh, but yeah, it's this album's like been a turning point, I think, in a way. That's great. That's great. And and it's, all, it's um, I must be so rewarding because especially something that you haven't experienced before, but also it's, it's that kind of music therapy, you know, kind of thing. It's like, you know, you have to go through, you know, cause you're putting yourself out there basically. Yeah. You know, and, and Literally. when people, and when people, yeah. And, and when people respond to that in a positive way and really get, really get it. Yeah. That's, that's incredibly, incredibly fulfilling. It, it is rewarding. I, th I think that's when it means the most. I, I can tell when someone's listened to the album and they've, properly listened to it and given it a chance and seen something in it whereas you see like reviews are people who their criteria for an album is is it thrash or not and i do not give a shit if that's what all you want from an album like listen to our first album if you want that it's like we're, we're not going to be we're not a bullet belt polishing service basically <laughs> we just we're doing what we want to do and if you want high tops and bullet belts just mate mate that that's the blabbermouth headline right there we're not a bully <laughs> belts polishing service <laughs> all evil yeah. tells tells his fans to fuck off in a unique way oh no i'm not saying fuck off I'm saying i know just... i know <laughs> open your ears a bit yeah 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 no absolutely absolutely but um yeah, that, that, I, right. I mean, lyrically, um, for me, I'm always, you know, it, it's 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 always great to get feedback about lyrics, but uh, because it, it's it's the same as feedback about music, which mm. is there's the stuff you you put on the album, and you know when you're recording it that five percent of your listenership will get what you're doing right now. Yeah. You know, those audiophiles, those true hardcore people who listen to music inside out, they're going to get this, yeah. but it's going to go over 95%. Of, and, and lyrically there's, there's a certain element to that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, where some people are like, Oh yeah, I love, I, I love the chorus. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Great. And where, where they, you know, where, whereas other people are, are, you know, appreciate the whole thing and, you know, the whole narrative you've built and actually where it's coming from. It's, it's funny that, you know, the, the two both have those, those people who get absolutely everything. And then those people who just take from it, 
you know what they will just little bits yeah I, there was a a review there's a guy on youtube who just reacts to metal can't remember his name right now uh but he'd never heard eval before and he checked out the unknown and all, all he does for his videos is he explains the band and then he puts his headphones on listens to the whole track he doesn't pause he doesn't comment he just enjoys it and just to watch him listen to it for the first time it was just head banging and loving it and to me that means so much because there's there's no bullshit he's he's not like oh that bit oh he just really got into it and i wish i could remember his name right now but yeah it's just great to see that kind of just enthusiasm dude i am so fucking jealous i would i would love i love those fucking i love those kind of things i fall down youtube rabbit holes like I fell down the Lost in Vegas rabbit hole many years ago. I was literally just thinking of them as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was I was old school on those boys before they had a million followers. Um, yeah, and, I, love and them. I absolutely love them. I'm and they were they were doing a breakdown of um, um, "Shine on You Crazy Diamond" by Pink Floyd. Yes. And and it was it was about three or four. I mean, there's so much beautiful guitar at the beginning of that song, and um it was about three and a half minutes in and one of them paused it and i was like oh dude don't pause it there that he's making that guitar sing don't you know and 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 it was the guy um on the right the slightly less cool dude and um (laughs) and and he said i just wanted to pause this to say that this guy is making that guitar sing (laughs) and i was just like oh you never let me down you never let me down i love their analysis they're they're both equally cool to me (laughs) so they're both cooler than me they did um disposable heroes metallica and yeah i know yeah a pre-roll of the eval song at the start of it and that just blew my mind like i'd love for them to react to an eval song it it would be it would be great oh mate as i i I, as soon as i as soon as i started watching them i was like oh i would love but then but then i started thinking but i get to choose the song right (laughs) yeah nope (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's like no 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 no, not something off the first album we couldn't even fucking play no yeah whenever whenever i meet someone and uh, they're like Oh, so you're in a band? So, yeah, called Eval. Oh, cool, I'll check them out. And they go on Spotify and they put on a song that's like, no, 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 don't listen to that one. Let's try, try this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. You just want to grab the phone off them because, oh, no. <laughs> that's not an accurate representation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it's... um. It is. It is a weird one, though, when it's like people are like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll check you. You know, I'll check your band out." Okay, cool. I mean, and I'm talking like people in the real world. Yeah, and you're just like, people. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, like you know, are you on? Are you on? Are you on Spotify?" Oh yeah, yeah, you'll find us on there. Yeah, all right, okay. What kind of music is it? Thrash metal. All oh, right, okay. You won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I'll give it. No, I'll give it. I'm just saying it's okay if you don't like it. All right, I'm giving yeah. you that out now. Um, but I can always bung them like you know, like a hanging on the telephone cover or a or a blood makes noise cover, so I can give them something that's like nice and easy and go, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. But if it's somebody who really wants to know what we do, what we do, then I'll point them in a different direction. 
But yeah, it is a weird one, isn't it? It's like, because like your normal person, it's like you're confronted with thrash metal. They're just like, oh. Yeah, right. I, I I never, I usually shy away from saying thrash metal at first, because if, if they're a, a normie, they're like, oh, you're in a rock band. <laughs> um, uh, I guess so, yeah. It's like he heavy metal, you know, heavy metal. And then if they go, oh, like ACDC, it was like, well, no, it's a bit heavier. It's maybe more like Metallica. They're like, oh, Metallica? I'm like, All right, I'm not going any further than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always, I always say like, um, oh, I go do the exact same route. And I'll say that, like, you know, I'll say, I'll say thrash metal, like, like Metallica. And they go, oh, oh, right, oh, Metallica, right, okay. And they go, early, <laughs> early, early Metallica, though, <laughs> you know. And then, and and of course, it's like at that point, you just think, yeah, I'm probably best walk away from this. It's your, I, your... My, my favorite is, oh, it's, are you a rocker then? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a rocker. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 you always used to get the um, when are you going to be on top of the pops? Um, uh, where, if you ever need a roadie. Yeah, uh, yeah, all, all, all those. Yeah, still yeah. get them. Still get the roadie ones. Oh, mate, I tell you what, though, I tell you what, got it easy as a musician, as a comedian. Fucking hell, comedian, are you? Hey, tell us a joke then. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just, do you know what I mean? You know, or Just... you know, they, 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 it's the old. Um, uh, oh, my mate. Oh, I'll tell you, oh, mate, of mine. He, oh, we tell him he should be a stand comedian. He's really, oh, he's so funny. Yeah. It's great. Funniest guy in the office. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I said, yeah, it just, it, it, it absolutely does my brain. But the, 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 the weird thing is the first thing people usually ask is um, about hecklers. And, and it always does my brain. And it's, it's like coming up to you and going, all right. So you, you sing an Eva. Yeah. What are your fans like? <laughs> and, exactly. Um, You'd be like, uh, I don't know. Ask them. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go and ask them what they collectively you know yeah. think it's like immediately you want to know what strangers shout out at comedy shows <laughs> i don't know but yeah 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 it's pain in the ass mate absolute pain in the ass but um i i i don't know it, it's it it always used to be a thing with cab drivers um not so much now where it, it, but it, it's kind of weird because over the years, like artists and musicians, since the advent of the internet, getting paid a lot less, I think um, a lot of self-employed people identify with, you know, with artists and performers. Yeah, because they go, yeah, just just doing just grind. It's the grind. It's the grind. It's like I think something people don't understand is like not normal people have a normal job. They get a wage every month. I I work full time. Um, and if, imagine if your job said, uh, we can't pay you for another two months because of, um, some problems, like a few yeah. money problems, like the festival didn't do as well as we thought. So your fee is going to be with you in like two to three months, maybe. And then maybe they might not even pay because then they'll say we've gone bankrupt. We're not going to have the festival again. So you play the festival for free and not made any money. You, you spent money on the flights. Yeah, you've lost so, money. Yeah. So to equate that to a normal job, you would never stand for that. If your employer yeah. said, oh, sorry, you can't pay you this month, maybe next month. There are laws against it. Off. 
Well, there are laws against it. There's literally laws against that. Yeah. 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 I mean, Christ, you even you you hear about it when footballers aren't going to get paid at the end of the month. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, boo hoo! (laughs) I'm not going to get that fifty million. Um, But yeah, it's there's so much in the music industry that if people knew, well, they wouldn't want to. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was having I was having this this discussion recently. It's exactly that. Yeah, and and people say oh, like come and tour in wherever. So like, okay, I'll ask my employer if I can have three months off. <laughs> I don't yeah, think yeah. It's come to that now. The older you get, the more bills you've got to pay. If you've got kids, blah blah blah. It's it's literally about for me if I can get time off work to tour. Yeah, and, and that's it. I'm being fully honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. And and the thing is that we, as you've mentioned earlier, we 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 want to be on tour. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you've yes. got, of course, of course, that's what you want to do. Yeah, you know, you've just sweated blood for two years to create it out. Yes, of course, you want to go play yeah. it live. But it's that gamble of okay, I'll quit my job so I can do these tours. Uh, I might not get paid any money. Like, sorry, kids, no food for this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but then there's the other thing though, Ol. Let's say, let's say you do this little club, this little club tour. It's you know, the album hits the states, it starts rolling, get yeah, track maybe gets picked up by a soundtrack or something, ends up on gaming. Things start building. You get to a position where do you know what? Actually, uh, I'm in a position here, we've been offered tours, right? Okay, let's do this, let's quit the job, let's do it right, okay, great, right, one successful tour everything's back up in the fucking air again. Yeah. You've got to write another album. And what happens now? Yeah. In 2010, we toured North America for five months. We did 170 some shows. We did a European tour. We did a UK tour. We did all the Euro festivals, Wacken, Hellfest, all them. So many gigs that year. And then it was like, right, do another album. And then do some more tours. So I'm not complaining. It was great, but you put so much work in, and it just goes off into the ether. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's an amazing experience, though. Touring America and Canada that much, it was just mind blowing. I wish we could do. I honestly wish we could do it as a job. If we yeah. could, if there were laws in place for musicians <laughs> to get paid somehow, I would. Yeah. I would definitely do it. It's just not that simple. Yeah, no, I, dude, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I'm totally jealous. Never played the states, so that is a uh, yeah. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Well, um, it was literally break even. In fact, there, there was complications with the RV that we hired, which meant um, we hugely didn't break even um, because there was some um, legal small print that said if you go over this mileage, you owe one dollar per mile. And think how many thousands of miles you do in America. Oh God, uh, that didn't that didn't go well. So no. it happens. Yeah, that's oh man, that that's got to have been um, pretty horrific at the time. Yeah, well, it's not as bad as like what um, Morbid Angel and Crypto went through recently in in America. Did you see the RV got completely destroyed? Yeah. There was that storm and I think a few people got killed and they had to raise like $80,000 to pay for the RV. It's just, it's just ridiculous. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It is. And that, but like you say, you know, wanted, wanting to do it um, and, 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 and well, having done it before as well, it's kind of like, yeah, it, it would be great to do, but also the, the landscape now post COVID and yeah. the way, just the way we are at the moment, Ukraine, Europe, the States, everything, mm. everything has just been complicated so much. And yeah. what a surprise become less profitable. It's so expensive. We we looked. We were in the process of getting a North American tour um, with Crypta uh, for Hell Unleashed album, and it got to the point where I I think Crypta got something else that was better, <laughs> um, and just financially we'd be in the red before we even left the country because of fuel, vehicle hire, everything, flights, visas, stuff. It was, we can't literally can't do it like it's not financially viable to do so we would love to go back over to america like we have the resource we have a booking agent it's just so complicated and expensive yeah yeah money it's all about the money baby it is it is it and, and it, it it does it totally sucks but it, it's just i mean well funnily enough um we've just i've just come into possession of the original master tapes of of our um all of all of our original albums mm. and um and uh, and you know a few people said are you gonna are you gonna we've actually got the proper two and a quarter inch master of obnoxious so we could essentially we could remix it um and and some and someone said will you be be doing a remix and straight away the answer is like well nope because <laughs> that's more than there would be a budget to release the fucking thing you yeah. know because that that's that's fine that's fine to mix it it's got to be somebody you know it's got to be somebody that you want to do it mm-hmm. well if they're going to do a decent job it's gonna cost money yeah if, and that's if, the end of that you get what you pay for <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and that's why a lot of stuff gets remastered and it doesn't get remixed it's because it's just a massively different job. True. Um, I mean, on on top of all this negativity, like <laughs> doing this is amazing. Like, yes, yeah. The festivals we get to do, we festivals are great for us because we can fly in, play, fly out, and go back to work. Um, it's it's just such a privilege to, that we started in two thousand two, and we can still play a gig. We can still play a festival and people singing the songs and watching us and watching and listening to our stuff online. It's, it's still amazing. It still amazes me from like the MySpace days, which I loved. I loved MySpace. (laughs) Just put your songs on. You've got your top friends. It was great. Um, Tom, Tom, number one. Yeah. Oh no, I think, I think I knocked him down. Actually, could you knock Tom off, or, or did he have to be there? I think I he remember. had to be there. He was like the Elon Musk of his day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But he was cool. Tom, Tom didn't do shit. He was just like, yeah, "Here's my space." Right, I'm off. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was there to say hello when you first got there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I missed that. But yeah, it's it, like Spotify. It's a double-edged sword for me. I, I use it myself. I love it. It's easy. You just stick it on your car. I just wish they paid artists more. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I heard recently that Spotify don't even make a profit. So that's obviously more complicated, but it just baffles me. The streaming thing baffles me. 
Oh, dude, do you know what baffles me? What baffles me is when, if I'm on the tube in London and I see an advert and there's a huge billboard and it says three months of free music on Amazon Music. And I'm thinking, so, so. which bands did you organize? <laughs> which bands did you arrange that with then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I think the industry is so convoluted. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But you know what I mean? You, uh, yeah. Everyone else thinks, oh, that's really cool. I see it. I'm just thinking, we're three months of giving our fucking music away. <laughs> Not ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's going to be like streaming acid rain, aren't they? Yeah. But, um, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it is that kind of like, mm, okay, how does that work? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, which again, streams it's... are free and which ones are paid? Oh, fucking whatever, you know. Yeah, again, I love it. I love streaming, but yeah, being being on both sides of it, it's it it doesn't add up. It's a but, love hate. It's a love hate yeah, being both sides is. of it, without a doubt. It's like it 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 it's it's weird. It's like Spotify, YouTube as well. It's it's mm. like a it's like a guilty pleasure, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, it, yeah, very strange, very strange. But it is, and the thing is, you were saying there about you know, the fact that you, you're still able to do this. The beautiful thing about metal is that uh, you'll be able to continue to do this until you don't want to do it. Yeah, that is true. Um, I think most years we would be able to play festivals and, and get on the lineups and stuff. It's just it's just a matter of fitting it in now. Um, yeah. But we, we do have that privilege. So like yeah. my girls are a bit older now. They're almost one of them six and one of them's almost three. So they're getting to that age where, not that they understand, but they're a bit more okay with me being away for like a, a three to four days. So it, it will get easier. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like I said, you know, you've you've got you've still got like you know loads to accomplish. This is just the latest album, isn't it? You've yeah. got even you've got you've got plenty of years down the um uh, down the line yet. Well, my my back doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think in a way, um, obviously with the lineup change and me going on to vocals, we kind of purposely viewed it as starting from square one because, you know, the whole eight year gap, the change, we'd looked at Helen Least like we look at Enter the Grave. So we saw like fresh start. This is not a, a new band, but a new slate. Let's start again. Let's make our stamp with this next album. Let's have it thrash as fuck and just get out there and let people know Eval are back. And then this next one's no different from what we've done before. It's just, it's a response to the previous album and what we were feeling at the time. And in a way, yeah, it is, it's our second album in a way, I like to think. Not, not discrediting the previous albums, but it's like a rebirth in a way. So it is our sixth album. But in a way, it's also our second album. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that makes that makes sense to me, and I think that will make sense to people listening as well. Because mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, that that's a sensible approach. It's kind of like everything's changed, so let's start from the beginning. It's like when, when you change the singer in a metal band, it's the most dangerous thing you can do because you have everyone from "Bring Matt Back" to change the band name. It's not the same. And it's like, fuck you. 
Like I've put 20 plus years into this band. I'm not going to change it to like Brown Whistle or something. I'm staying with Evile because that's what I dedicate my life to. <laughs> Dude, I had, the, I had the same thing, bringing the band back and it being four new guys and, and, and people saying like, well, it's not acid rain. You, should, you shouldn't call it, and it's it's like you should call it like you know H and and like and Co or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, because that's what a record label want to put out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, we want to put. I like. Some... How... I like put... How we have the we have the same voice for the complaining guy. Oh, back. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's a Yorkshire thing, isn't it? Move, oh, fucking call it H and the the summit or and and the point is, and I was like, hang on. Um, you're saying like it, you're cool with it, but don't call us, don't call it acid rain. I said, well, my problem with that is that I sang in acid rain, I sing in acid rain and all of the songs we're playing are acid by acid rain. rain. <laughs> so conversely, I think it would be fucking stupid to call it anything else. Yeah, it would. It would. I mean, one of the reasons we, well, the main reason we carried on in 2009 when when Mike passed away is because of Mike. It's like he would not want us to stop. So we carried on. We just hit the ground running again. And for me, it's, it's the same thing. I will never, as long as I make music with this band, it will always be evile because I've always been involved in the writing and the songs and I still am. And to well, discredit see, yeah. the work, it's just no, no. It's even more. It's it, well. It's even more you now because you're you're singing and writing the majority of the lyrics yeah. as well. Yeah, and writing eighteen versions of every song. Twenty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a, a weird segue. But um, I learned that Beethoven did the same. So his like oh fuck off, and... come on. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean it like that. Honestly, he had so many revisions of like Moonlight Sonata and all that that they found until he found the perfect structure. It was like ADHD. Beethoven had ADHD guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a, but that is a weird tangent. Yeah. Not By the just, way, Beethoven did that. Yeah. Not saying I'm Beethoven, but <laughs> I'm just saying that one of our processes is very similar. <laughs> Give me a harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant! That's, but yeah, like, but everyone—I I was going to go and say everyone has everyone has their process. Do you know what I mean? So there'll be people listening who'd be like, "Fucking hell, that is a mental way to write." And then they'd tell you how they write, and you'd be like, "Are you fucking nuts?" Yeah, like, I've 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 talked about it before, but like I have a a hilarious philosophy on songwriting that I know that Kirk Hammett agrees with. So it's. I don't look at it like I'm writing the song. I look at it like the song already exists. So I imagine <laughs> there's an alter alternate universe and the song's right. finished in that universe. I'm not writing this song. I'm trying to figure out what that song is from there. And that's why when I'm listening to so much and something clicks, I think I've figured out the next bit of that song, not my song. Right, I'm trying yeah. to fi figure that one out. And that really helps me because it makes me approach it in a way that I'm not trying things out. I'm figuring things out, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, you're not writing a song. You are trying to negotiate a path to finding what that song is actually supposed to be. What it should be. What it should be, yes. And and if it goes down the wrong route and it sounds a bit shit, like it can't be that. It's not that. And I get rid of it. (laughs) Right. It's total sense. Makes total sense. (laughs) But again, like, but it's it it's your process. It's your process, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I, <laughs> <laughs> fucking leave off the Beethoven, <laughs> all right? Oh, dear me, I tell you what, it, that might that might also be the uh, the uh, a blabbermouth um, headline as well. Yeah. I am Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Heavy metal I Beethoven. Really things out of my um. Oh, cuffs and collars. Oh, that would be amazing, mate. Yeah, (laughs) just go on stage like that. Brilliant. I wouldn't put it past you, you guys, because you do, like, you do like making some stupid little videos, don't you, in rehearsal rooms? Yeah, I I think it's how we are, so that's how videos will be with us. Like, we're not going to put on... I I really don't like when bands take themselves too seriously. Like, hey, guys, we're going to be there, there, there. See you there. Like, no. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not like that. So why would we do that? So but we'd rather have yeah. a laugh. But do, yeah, but you know what? I genuinely think that um, the reason why Acid Rain is like it is to this day is because we're from Yorkshire. Because yeah. the last thing you just said, we'd rather just have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. And that's that is exactly. You know, I mean, we were fucking you know eighteen, nineteen years old, so you can imagine. <laughs> you yeah. know so yeah because i i genuinely think it's it is that yorkshire thing isn't it it's like should we take it seriously <laughs> i mean yeah. even like to- tom Arias slayer obviously great playing but he's smiling he's having a good time yeah. having a laugh it's like he doesn't take himself seriously yeah the biggest yeah. bands don't yeah and i and, and and i think if you throw in if you throw in an element of not giving a shit yeah do you know because because let's and that does not cover most musicians because most musicians yeah. do do very much give a shit yeah i do give a shit but in the sense of like i'm sure you'll understand now i'm older i do not give a shit about like what people think about evil or the music if we put something out i i used to like concentrate on the negative comments and ignore the positive ones because it'd be like oh my god why don't they like it and now i I just don't care. I, I look for, I skim through and I'm like, yeah, it's overly positive. That's great. I'll yeah. laugh at the bullet belt comments and then, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if everyone hated it, if everyone was commenting, oh my God, this sucks. I'd be like, oh, maybe it does. <laughs> Wait, do, do you know what, mate? Do you know what? Maybe that's what getting older is. It's just fig. It's figure. It's figuring out what to give a shit about and what not yeah. to give a shit about. Yes, and as you get is. older, you just you just realize that stuff that was important isn't. Yeah, I give a shit about making the music. I don't give a shit about if someone hates it. If they yeah. like it, great. Thank you for listening. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I have, well, I had a, I had a horrific experience when I was younger with, um, with the press. Um, and that, that, you know, that kind of formed my, um, my attitude for the rest of my life, really. Um, which is fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not saying I have special powers or anything, 
but uh, Paul Miller, who slagged me right off when he when he um, reviewed the fear, uh, was run over by a bus and killed within eleven months of that review coming out. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. I know. It was. It was. Wow. I, I read it in Kerrang, and I was like, "Fucking hell." Did it have an acid rain banner on the side of the book? <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect. No, no, no it's, it, it's all right. I don't think he's listening. Um, it was um, <laughs> or family or estate. Um, but um, uh, no, I, I don't think there was anything to do with me, to be honest with you, mate. But no, I, it, it is. It, it is that that filtering out of. But I, I, I also mean like internally as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I, it's like, oh, oh, that, that, you know, there might be, there might be an argument on its way over there. Oh, well, fuck it. If there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. You know, don't try and stop it happening because it, all you're going to do is move it somewhere else. Yeah. It's like a bubble, you know, it's, mm. and, and interband politics are, I think, like the, the hardest thing to get on top of. But easy, we... easier when you get older. Yeah, oh yeah. We're really looking now um, with this lineup. Now it's a lot more positive and optimistic, and it's a lot more relaxed now. Um, everyone gets on. We we barely have any disagreements or arguments or anything. We we just have a laugh and and get on with it. But before it was a struggle, uh, but I'm just happy it's how it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in exactly the same place, exactly the same place, and I think you know it's everybody. It's the the key is just being respectful of each other's shit, you know. Yeah. Um, we've all got shit on us. The key is just don't get yours on other people. Yeah. You know, and and as long as as long as everybody takes care of everything, you know, we'll all be all right. That's that's a nice that's a nice positive way to end, isn't it? Yeah. But the fucking music industry, fucks. <laughs> yep two yorkshiremen blathering on about life music you name it um i could have done that for at least another hour two hours (laughs) poor old old would never have got to bed um really enjoyed doing that really really enjoyed it and um it's it's cool it's it's all second time on the podcast um and you know we've got we've got to meet in person which makes such a difference but also being able to do it on zoom instead of just on a phone makes another bloody difference but um just really enjoyed it and it's just a pleasure having a fellow yorkshireman on here and somebody who is also just so fucking dedicated and if that doesn't make you appreciate the work that goes into an album then i don't know what will you know everybody has their process as we were discussing you know and and is clearly he puts an immense amount of work into what they do so you you have to emotionally break off from that you you can't you know you've just got to let people listen and say what they're going to say because if you have got any kind of self-esteem wrapped up in what you do you're absolutely buggered as um my comedy tutor told me about 25 years ago don't ever get upset that they hated you. They didn't hate you. They hated your act. That's not you. Anywho, that's a bit of a tangent. Thanks to all again. And thanks to Claire and Nuclear Blast, as always, who's amazing and sorts these things out. Absolutely brilliant. 
So, guys, that is the end of the podcast. The end of the podcast. It's been a while since we had a song at the end of the podcast, and it's been too long. And with rhymes like that, I'm not surprised. I can't really be asked, to be honest. Um, it's it's a bit of a hot one as I'm recording this. Um, but anywho, anywho, it's always a pleasure having you here. Love having you here. Hope you pop back for the next episode, because it's another fucking cracker. More thrash, more legends, more talking bollocks, more Patreon, more rubbish, more cunts, more listeners, more bollocks, more bollocks back, more bollocks, more tickets, more music, more news, more not news, more reviews of the not news. It's all coming at you. So stay, hang in there. And if every one of you just gets another subscriber on board, guess what? We would double subscribers. All you have to do is get one person to subscribe to the podcast. That's it. That is it. And it would double the numbers. If you get a chance and you happen to be passing, chuck in a five star or a one star or no stars um, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you like. But if you can help me out, I'd really appreciate it. And if you can't do any of that, it's not a problem. Podcast is still going to happen, isn't it? Still going to arrive. I told you that 10 years ago. And it's going to keep coming it could just be a lot better if you all gave me thousands of pounds <laughs> so do that and uh i'll see you next time have a good couple of weeks see ya